I'm Carly, and I play Hollis the Merperson. Hey y'all, it's Pat. I play Leland Deacon. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy. This is Ray, and I play Cammy the Kitsune. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the storyteller, and welcome to Brute Force. Welcome to the Gilded Ram Grog House and Tea Room. I, of course, am Jasper Spitwistle, and, you know, where we were last time, there was, you know, some negative feelings walking away, I feel. It, it was kind of, a, there was a little bit of a, an unspoken uneasiness in the, the old Gilded Ram when I popped off stage last time. And it's because, you know, occasionally, the brute force will do things that are so antithetical to what it is to be a hero, at least by modern sensibilities, that people say, well, <laughs> what did I sign myself up for? You know, certainly one of those moments last time, but I would, I would like to go ahead and get a handful of things out of, out of the way. Was it, um, is it rude to murder? Of course, of course. If people ambush you on your way back across a plane, a rift of some sort, is it rude to murder them? Well, I mean, they were going to murder you, you know? So in that case, it's self-defense. Um, where it got a little bit sticky, I suppose, is when Mort decided to uh, bite someone, turn them into a vampire, and then kill them as a vampire. Which, if you're gonna kill somebody, at least kill a mortal. But I will put it out there that this particular gentleman was very on board with being a vampire, as one has to be if they wish to be turned into a vampire, with maybe the exception of Mort, who was technically double dead at the time. So. Um, you know, he was on board with it. So after that, what are you going to do? You know, is it okay if you kill him, like, uh, a few days later? And if it is, then is it okay if you kill him the next day? And if that's all right, then could you wait an hour? And if an hour's okay, then certainly we can imagine that uh, immediate murder is also perfectly fine. So it's a real sliding scale type of thing. So before we judge, let's just get all the facts out there, right? But it's a terrible way to treat someone, certainly. Um... Yeah, having the gift of eternal life granted to you immediately before your life is snuffed out, um, it's poetic in a real way, I suppose. It's um, ironic in an Alanis Morissette sense, if nothing else. Um, but yeah, no, it was a jerk move. I'm not, I'm not saying it wasn't a jerk move, but uh, we all have to kind of understand that this was not... This is, again, this was, a, this was the killing of someone who was in the process of attacking them and also was just a real, you know, he was a, he was a real coffin chaser, this one, you know? He, he, just, he just thought he wanted to be a vampire so badly, you know? So mission accomplished, you know, got your greatest wish and then boom, you know? It's a real, um, it's a real positive story if you look at it in the right lights. Well, with all that sorted out, there wasn't much for the brute force to do except for some real solid investigative work. Um, everyone kind of knew that the vampires had either gone up the stairs or down the stairs. And let's not get into which is which in this particular situation. The point is, they went one of two directions, and it was up to the brute force to figure out where they went, why they went there, why they were here in the first place, what exactly they were up to, what was the deal with all of these dimensions, 
and how, of course, we could harness them for personal gain. You guys killed a person. Well, Mort turned a person into a vampire and then killed him, which is somehow ruder. Oh, way ruder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've robbed him of the afterlife, but good job. Oh, yeah, he was probably going to heaven and stuff, and then I damned him to hell. <laughs> well, actually, people that tend to jump people as soon as they come back through gates, by all accounts, are not heaven-bound. Certainly was probably a purgatory uh, shortlist, you know? We really haven't figured out what the afterlife looks like around here, except for a long time it was nothing. Yeah, because Mort's too chicken shit to actually make it there. <laughs> We're trying. I'm that as long as possible. <laughs> and everybody else, and everybody else we know of, got deified. So uh, we keep making people gods or bringing them back to life. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, I bet Jamtooth is there now. Oh yeah, Jamtooth for sure. You finally made it. <laughs> you crossed that rainbow bridge. But he's there by himself because nobody else has gone there. <laughs> <laughs> Just Jamtooth by himself going, hello? <laughs> Anybody yeah. here? He was the first one judged. The lion is like, well, listen, we can't interfere with Yorith, so they're going to have to chill out for like another year. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm sure he's doing his I'm sure he's doing his great work. So you guys you guys killed a bunch of people. You guys are still in a crystal tower. Uh, in a room where you have just emerged from Fimbulvinter, and um, oh, I got a cool new eye. You, yeah, yeah, that's important. Leland has a cool new eye, and there is a, a closet with a portal in it uh, that he can now see through. And Leland's dad's manservant is behind it all, or something. He was like, he was like his advisor. No, Ephraim, Ephraim Maplegru. Maplegru. I said, Evram, okay, I was yes. working on it. Evram Mavlagru mm -hmm. uh, was like his advisor or something. It was like his accountant. His right hand man. This is financial advice. Yeah. yeah, he was like a financial yeah. guy. I remember things. Oh, because he's a bloodsucker. That's why he was the financial uh, guy. Wow. Adam didn't really plan that, but I just said it. And now he's taking credit for it by doing the nose signal from the sting. <laughs> Um, if you want to, if you want to try to blow up my stees and pretend that uh, I didn't get where I got in this world by taking credit for accidentally uh, making something seem like I had planned it all along, like I would do nothing in podcasting if I didn't have that ability to pretend I planned it the whole time. Hey, Leland, you know how you just dissociated for a full two minutes and it seemed like you recognized a name that someone said? Were you going to tell us about that? Oh, that's a that's just daddy's that's daddy's money man, ever. Yeah, that's what he. That's what this hot topic that I. That's what this dead ass corpse said just a fucking second ago when it was still alive. Uh, yeah, it said Ephraim. It. How, what do you know about him? Is this like a vampire? Like, what is what he, is this dude? He, uh, he was daddy's. He was daddy's money man. You know how they started wearing suit pants with no break. They went from like medium break to no break at the shoe. He started that. He's the first guy to wear it. So he's oh. real fashionable. Always cutting okay. edge on the on the trends. Uh, he's the first guy to wear a vest with his okay. suit, and then the first guy to be like vest with suits. That's stupid as shit. Especially vests with no suit. If it's just a sure. vest, and you're like uh -huh. wearing a tie with just a vest, so we cut that shit out. Because then your bits are so, out. Yeah, he's real sharp. Uh, did he drink blood? I I, don't, I mean, he is partial to like. A Bordeaux, which has a lot of Merlot in it, which I'd rather drink blood, you know, but uh, I don't know. I've never had wine. Um, okay. I'm not sure if it was a Eucharist situation. I don't know. Did it? Okay. So you, did he have like 
You see, you don't know. He thought he was a full. I'm trying to figure out if he was turned like after you were mummified or if he's just straight up. What's a turn? I don't. I, what do you mean turned? I assume you don't start as a vampire. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I saw him during daytimes. I don't typically. I don't know all the vampire rules. I guess see Mort's during daytimes too, so that doesn't apply. Uh, I never yeah, threw. I never threw salt at him, so I don't. Okay, I'll put that on the list. I feel like that could have been the. T- I mean, I just never. I mean, he was part of the business. I never. Why would I? I just kind of hung out. Talk to I, the people part of the business. <laughs> I just kind of hung out with the idle rich. Do you think that he would stick around where the business is, like your hometown, like the temp, not temple, pyra- pyramid? <laughs> what What did we get him out of? A crypt? Uh, some sort of tomb. Tomb, tomb. That's the word. I don't know. What What if he turned all of the the child workers into vampires? Now there's a bunch of child vampires everywhere. That would be so redundant because we did this whole thing with Goldie, where Goldie had turned a bunch of kids into vampires and had them crew a ship. So that would be redundant narratively. So I doubt that. I mean, are we all redundant narratively when you really think about it? All right, podcast over. We figured out all of our characters are the same. <laughs> Wrap it up. Um, okay, don't love that since we already did the whole child labor thing and we, we just got Patrick to stop joking about that. So pro- mm-hmm. not loving the idea of turning a bunch of them into vampires. Okay, do you know any like weaknesses of this? If this dude's taking over Vrim now, it's, it seems like the move is to go to Vrim and then for you to have a real big sort of confrontation. We're, we're in Vrim. Well, under Vrim. Okay, we need to go to the place in, that people are in Vrim. Because I apparently Ephraim has the, the prince. Yeah, I mean, let's go. Uh, no, if Ephraim's mind-fucking the prince, I think that that's the, only way we, that's, that's the only way we get to the next kind of thing. It's a shame I killed that guy. He could have probably told us an easy way to sneak into the, the place where, where they are. I know this was like the first time like I ever killed anyone, but man, mm-hmm. I don't regret it. After the the absolute, <laughs> he he was gonna like decimate you, Cammy. <laughs> One of the funniest. Yeah, things. no, he no, he totally was. Um, and my only move in that scenario is to jump in his mind and melt it until there's nothing left. So that that was kind of my only only move. So I'm glad that you jumped in and physically murdered him because that seems actually nicer. Yeah, some would say that 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 murdering murdering the mind is like. Krula? A hundred percent. Makes you think. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> oh, wait, is, isn't there still still a, a dude alive who can melted his mind gibbering yeah. in the corner somewhere? Yeah, no, he's not gibbering in the corner. There is blood coming out of his ear and he's foaming at the mouth, but he's, like, otherwise fine. If we clean his face up, could I pilot, could I sit on his shoulders and pilot him like Ratatouille? Can I Ratatouille this? Is there a hat big enough? I can no. I can curl up on his head like a fur, one of those those fur hats with a little flap, like a Davy Crockett hat, like a Davy Crockett, but with five tails instead of one. (laughs) It's elaborate. Could you figure out a way to be a stole? Can you stole it out around his shoulders? I think so. (laughs) In this climate, how much? uh, How okay? Okay. Have her roll craft or whatever to form a stole. With her body. <laughs> yeah, can I craft my body? <laughs> I, I would like to make an argument for physique. <laughs> Having a stole. Thank you. Okay, what are we doing here? Yeah, I, I actually think that's a good plan. 
Cammy get, get disguised herself on him and then enters his mind and just controls him from there. He can like pretend he's captured us, take us through into the palace or whatever. Do a, do oh, a Chewbacca. Yeah. I was thinking about having to actually puppet him with hair, Ratatouille style. But if I could enter, but if I could enter his mind, that seems way cleaner of a concept. Actually, there, I mean, there's no one at home at, at that point. I'm just squatting because there's no one in there. Uh huh. I think this is an incredibly dangerous uh power to grant a person. I would have to have cleaned them out first. <laughs> he, he, he's he's had a brain enema. <laughs> which is to say, if you. If you Roto-Rooter one of my NPCs, you could just pilot them around like a mech suit is what apparently you want out of but this. But I'm, I'm guessing that mostly it would be kind of like a Zombo. Like, I don't think it'd be convincing. I think it would just be a, a, a meat suit. Okay. We're going to say you can try it. We're going to also see how successful it is. You are going to be rolling a lot of deception rolls along the way. Also, did, did the other guys that we killed... Uh, how were they dressed? Do they have like cloaks? Could we also dress up as one of them and like try and disguise ourselves that way? Well, you could like steal their clothes, I guess. They didn't have like, they were not of uniform make and quality. Like they were not, these did not seem like these were things that were issued people, but rather they were the clothes these guys showed up in. Uh, so these were more like thugs for hire than like guards. They were very thuggish, yes. Yeah. Okay, Adam, I'll sweeten the pot for you. If Cammy, if, <laughs> if Cammy is going to be able to to pilot someone like a flesh suit, it won't be very convincing looking. And um, I if that. I try if I try to talk with the meat suit, I have to use a different non Cammy voice. So that way you can roast me. For Having to use a different character voice. I I like the idea that Cammy tries to put on tries to like remember what this dude sounds like, but Cammy uh yeah, but it might be it. very bad. At It'll be accents. like uh, Vincent D'Onofrio in Men in Black. Okay, no, here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. You're gonna have to roll deception. Depending on your deception roll, whenever you interact with somebody, depending on your reception roll, deception roll, I am going to interpret that as to what sort of voice it sounds like. So if you roll really well, I could say, like, you sound like kind of a gruff, thuggish guy, kind of similar to what this guy would sound like. And if you roll really poorly, you might sound completely And then I asinine. have to try to do this thing that you, okay, yeah. that you have told me to do. I, got, I like that. Um, yeah, I'm... I'm way into that. I'm way into I'm way into doing that. By the way, all of these mechanics are in the fate core system. So if you got the if you have the book, um, just crank it open to page 13. And that's where all of the flesh mech suit uh, voice role deception. It's all in there. There's a whole table. Can I use rapport for deception or is there a whole deception skill? This is no, there is a deceive skill. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I forgot. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. I'm just, can, can I can I be charming when I lie to people, or do I have to actually lie lie? Hey, to them? hey. I can try to persuade. Them. <laughs> uh, okay. So Cammy's just gonna kind of warm this dude's shoulders up, get his face all cleaned up and everything. Um, mm. Yeah, and she's gonna she's gonna get his face cleaned up, and then she's gonna like wrap herself around his head, looking like a stole, and then get into his mind and make him stand himself up instead of trying to put him up and then climb up she's being smart about it okay um hey everyone else roll a notice <laughs> oh no i don't like that uh shit 
Six. Fuck. One. Uh, one. More, you catch this pretty quickly, is uh, this process is kind of clumsy and lumbering. Uh, this is obviously not something that Cammy has ever tried before. And so, like, she tries to, like, get this guy to hoist himself up. And he, like, keeps stumbling. And, like, she keeps, like, trying to brace one side or the other to kind of keep him up. And it's, like, preternaturally, almost before he starts stumbling, like, a tail shoots out and, like, braces against the floor to, like, kind of push him back one way or another. Uh, And more, you recognize that every time it's the same tail that braces against the floor. And it is the pure white tail. Each time is just, like, ahead of the game, bracing one side or another um, and keeping this thing in control until it actually manages to stand up. Uh, Cammy. How how much control do you have over your tails? Do do you know what they're doing at all times? Like, are you making your white tail do that, or is it sentience or am, something? Am I able to talk as Cammy, or do I? If I'm in no. his time, do I have you, to try if to you, talk? If you don't want this guy to fall down immediately, you have to talk through this guy. So through do this I need guy. To roll it? You don't have to roll anything uh, because I think this is you can talk at like in your own voice through this guy, I think. And it close as it would come out of his. But you can talk. You can talk as yourself. But but yeah. But yeah. Formally, I would like to announce this voice comes out of this uh, dude's this dude's face mouth. (laughs) Out of his speak hole. Um, Yeah. So I this. Hey, this lad is new. This one. um, And I'm pretty sure it's cursed. Uh, I have like a vague idea of what's going on with it, but it's full of a lot of magic. I haven't like quite figured out yet. Uh, so it is kind of mind of its owning a little bit, but I'm confident that I'm going to be able to sort of get a hold of it eventually. Or once again, I think it's cursed. So it may just destroy me beforehand, but that's my idea. As you're thinking about like your connection to your tails and like feeling like, as you think about it, like there is something like that feels different about the one that is the newest one. And it almost like you've never lost a limb before, but you've heard of the concept of like phantom pain. You feel like that is what this must feel like. It feels like that tail, like it's not really attached. You can feel it and you can feel that it should be there, but like it doesn't feel like it connects to you in the way that the other ones do. Like, and like physically it does, but like somewhere it doesn't. This is such a mind fuck that you, this is an existential crisis that you put upon me as someone that is trained and licensed to treat that condition in real life with real human beings. But yes. Yeah. Okay. The player's having an existential crisis, uh, but Cammy's pretty upbeat about it. So Good loving deal. that. <laughs> All right, you guys. Uh, you guys now have a a, a walking, I guess, guy. Um, you can have any of the assortment of weapons, I suppose. This dude uh, did have a mason chain. If you'd like him to be still wielding a mason chain, he can like drag I should, that. I shouldn't be that in charge of this. No, nope, I shouldn't be. This shouldn't be my. Also, mine. Nope. Someone take it, <laughs> please. And Cam, you'll like gesture wildly like a fucking Frankenstein monster uh, to try to get someone to take it out of the rigor mortis hand, not rigor mortis, but the hand of this flesh suit. What exactly is the plan from this point? So I did have a plan when I thought they were wearing guard uniforms, but now I know that I don't, I don't really have much of one. Um, I, 
I, I guess, I mean, should we try and see if, if the people that sent us through the portal are still around? Because you were, well, not you, but the, the person you were in was sent to, to kill us. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, maybe he could just pretend he kept, but then how would he capture all three of us? I, okay, okay, okay. I think I lead in the charge with this, with this body. All, everyone else, all the rest of, of, of you all, I think stealth. And I'm going to use uh, this one to sort of. you did kill us. Yeah. So stealth. And then I, I'm going to get him off the scent. Cause I don't, I look, I haven't lost my mind. Okay. This suit has lost its mind. <laughs> all I know that this does not look super convincing. Right. But this, this person was like under the thrall of the vampire. So I'm hoping that there's some kind of thrall sickness situation where if they're already like kind of under thing, I'm hoping that I can kind of play up that shtick long enough for someone to be like, who turned this dude? Like, can we get them to whatever? How do we, and then maybe you guys jump them and then maybe, and then we take, and then we take the, their vampire clothes. Do you know what I mean? I assume that it's a lot of like gothic apparel. Yeah, they were all wearing gothic, very, very frilly shirts. A lot of cravats. Kind of what I'm wearing. <laughs> very yeah. similar to Mort's attire. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it. Oh, I thought he meant to John himself because he's British. <laughs> a, a lot of it a lot of it you recognize probably the label because you have traveled with Jasper long enough that he does shop in the same locales. Mm-hmm. Jasper does give me big vampire poser energy, so I love He's that. not a vampire, and he's not a vampire poser, but his style is so out of date that it is like... It's daddy hot topic. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's grandpa hot topic. It's it's cold topic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, he's a real Stephanie Meyer stan, funnily enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jasper is canonically. Um, so that's my plan. Okay, so it's a good plan. We just need to work out where these guys are. Uh, can I look around for any kind of sign where they might have gone, or can I use vampire senses to try and fix a rough direction? Or um, okay, so just just to kind of re-explain where you guys are, you guys are in a tower that is upside down on the bottom of Rim. Mm. You guys followed a spiraling staircase up. Dup, yeah, yeah, close. Like you went physically, you went up from your vantage point. You went further down the tower, and then you are in like an annex chamber to the other side of the stairwell. Uh, there was a main chamber, like right in the middle of this tower, where there was that big crystal that you guys were messing around with. That Cami and with the toe, yeah, that everybody had been trapped in. Do I could could is there a role that I can do as Cammy? Do I have the big brain energy to know if this tower that we've gone up in is like somehow an analog to the other tower that the Queen um Ileana was kept in? Like do I have like a geographical understanding of Right. You would have enough of a geographical understanding um because like you approached from the air, like you could see kind of where you are. Um, n- n- like it's not built like this area. The underside of Vrim is not built in the same way as like Vrim is. So it's possible it could be in the same location, but it's 
not like any in, not like there's anything that would say that was necessarily okay. true. There are other gotcha. towers on Vrim that would be like spaced out in a different way. There are a lot of towers underneath Vrim, way more underneath Vrim than are on top of Vrim. So it doesn't feel like everything necessarily is like matchy matchy. So should we just head the direction that they came from? I mean, sounds like the best idea to me. Yeah. I mean, let's hey, if we if we wander far if we wander long enough we're gonna run into something do you know what i mean we're gonna run into something someone some plot something got to yep i want to try this new eye out see if i can see london i can see france i can see some nice uh ladies underpants consensually consensually i'll explain the x-ray version of it first you know, i don't <laughs> want to add being you know Ledgerous. Well, I mean, we know you can canonically see through beaded curtains. So. Yes, that's we've true. established that's true. that. So if they're wearing beaded clothes, then maybe you can see oh, through those. Then I could say, then it's over. I've seen everything. Babe, let's go, oh, fuck this. Let's go to a rave. <laughs> fuck this. We're headed right to a Guernseyan rave <laughs> right now. All right. So you guys emerge from this little antechamber uh, and... One thing that is very noticeable very quickly is that when you kind of walk out, you've again, you've got this stairway that goes up, stairway that goes down, this big crystal area. The area that you guys were in with the shattered crystal, like that big crystal that has been shattered, it's gone. Like there's little pieces of it remaining that had been shattered and broken off, like some very small pieces. If you imagine like breaking a mirror, somebody came in and grabbed the big chunks and the rest of it is just kind of sitting there. The stuff that's too small to be useful, maybe. The pillars that were around this room have also all been removed. And there's like basically nothing left in here. Is the turtle still there? Oh, there's a dead turtle there, yes. I didn't clear its mind out, though, so we can't, we can't use it as a soup. Soup time. <laughs> Good soup. <laughs> yeah. Hollow it out and use it as a boat <laughs> or something. Fucking so cursed. Ugh. Slap it on my back like Master Roshi. Oh, damn. Hollis with a turtle shell, though. I'm kind of into the concept. Hollis in a half shell. You could keep things in there. You could keep. It's like a backpack. You could keep things in there. Mm, Can I do it? (laughs) Okay, I'm going to tell you something. If if Carly, if you want a if you want a turtle shell, turtle shell backpack for (laughs) Hollis, I've never been so certain about anything in my life. All I need for you to do is roll me a crafts roll. Okay. Anybody can help with this, by the way. Oh, oh Cammy Cammy wants to make the flesh suit help. <laughs> can I use Cammy's craft score? Removing it from the turtle is going to be a horror show. I mean, yeah, but I think Hollis would not be upset about that. Like uh, what about a minus one? Okay. <laughs> I got a neutral. Okay. One second, one second, one second. I got a minus three. Okay, you guys, you guys could not have screwed this up more. It's so gross. Like you get done, you have this imagine like in your mind, you guys have drawn it out on the floorboards. You have this concept in your mind of what it could be. And you're just like all imagining what a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle looks like. And you're like, this is going to be radical. And you finish getting like all of this weird meat, this turtle meat out of the shell. 
and you like force it down over Hollis's head. And it's so gross. It smells bad. There's not enough room in here for Hollis and Hollis's muscles, let alone adding anything else in. This was by far the worst idea any of you have ever like actually followed through on in your lives. I'm so upset uh, that this failed. You guys crack this shell back off because you can't get it back off of Hollis easily. You have to physically crack the shell open to get it back off. And you all look at each other and pledge, besides Leland, because Leland had no part of this, to never speak of this again. Can, okay, okay, okay. In honor of this, of this good attempt, poor execution... Mm-hmm. Can Cammy wants to have the body that she's piloting like rip the bottom of his shirt so that he's in a crop top and try to cut some eye slits and put like the fucking Leonardo like mask make a long one for for Hollis's face just in honor like she doesn't have to wear it but just sure. in honor sure as the person who rolled negative three on their craft yeah. roll you do this the eye holes are in the worst possible location yeah. there's human <laughs> location that yes is so fair. so you. So, so Hollis, you can breathe great, but you can't see shit. <laughs> great. The little imp in my pocket, having been the one like most affected by trying to pull this thing over my, like he crawls out of my pocket and goes onto my shoulder and just like heaves off of my bicep. Is now canonical. The imp that lives in your pocket is vegan now. <laughs> Turtle trauma. Really fucking affected. Turtle trauma. Wow. Oh. I, I, Good job, guys. Oh, guys. This is disgusting. Yeah, so, sorry, Hollis. It seemed like a good idea at yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best did, intentions. Yeah. Hollis has a thousand yard stare. <laughs> Hollis is dissociated. Yeah, I, it's just you may not understand because you're not a shark, but my sense of smell is is extremely keen. Oh, you're going haywire then. I bet that smells. Real bad. I, I, her two, uh, the eyes on her eyes start just like, just not. She's not crying. It's just they're watering. Like just, it's just streaming down, straight down on the floor. Like an anime crying. <laughs> uh, can uh, can we just can we go? I yeah. Oh, can we just go? Yeah, let's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I guess we continue into the tower and go uh, or, or Oon. So you guys entered. Okay, we're go, again. We're going to go from your perspective. So your, from your perspective, you came in at the top of the tower and you uh-huh. traveled down to this point. The yes. sounds were where uh, you had heard them previously, like banging on stuff, was further down in the tower, and they came from below you when they came up the staircase. So if you are following in the direction that they had come from, you'd be going further down in the tower. Yes. So further away from Vroom. <laughs> further away from the from the entrance you arrived in, closer to Vrim proper. Oh wait, close to Vrim. <laughs> yes. So we're from our perspective, we're going up. Again, from <laughs> your perspective, you are all upside down in this place, oh, right? Oh fuck. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, I'm okay. I'm imagining it like we're I've walking done the on the same ceiling. Thing, John. Like Yeah, I've we're done the normal same thing. way up. But, nope. Okay. Got okay. it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. We yeah. we, we want to head okay. towards Vrim proper. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
Okay, you guys are heading towards Vrim proper. You guys uh, head around uh, further into the spiral staircase. And as you move down just a little bit further, about like a floor level, basically, uh, you see kind of the same result. You see a big open room in the middle. It's been seemingly cleared. Yet again, there are like carved off stumps where there were pedestals around this room at some point. And there's been stuff just like completely removed. It is completely open. There's another antechamber to the side. Is there anything dead we can stuff Hollis into in here, you think? <laughs> no, there's there's nothing in the room that is noticeably dead or, or, or stinking. Are the pedestals in the same place as the as the floor like above it? Like, is it is it identical? Mm-hmm. Same number of pedestals, same? Okay. Yes. Uh, let's keep going down then. All right. Uh, you guys keep going down and uh, for a good, I'd say like two or three more floors, you see the same thing. You see like uh, rooms that have been cleared out and you get down a little bit further and you see uh, like there's there's some equipment in another one. And it seems like all of these seem to be very similar. Um, a lot of it seems like the equipment that you saw in the one that you were in. Uh, originally where they kind of like pulled in some equipment to start to do some like readings and things on uh, on the crystals after you guys shattered the the big one in the middle of the room. Um, but you see some similar equipment. Th- there's this giant almost like mallet. Uh, it's like wrapped up in uh, a tarp, but it like looks like a, a, a big mallet with a big rubberized handle. And otherwise there's uh, nothing of uh Big note, except for the fact that there are still some crystals in this room. The pedestals have not been like entirely removed from this room. The big crystal is still in the middle of this room. It's very similar to the ones you remember. Should, should we wait in the antechamber for whoever's removing these crystals to come back? I presume they'll come and clear this one out as well. Okay, I think that I should take uh, one of the big crystals that's left and the big mallet with the tarp, put it under my hand and over my back like one of the seven dwarves, like just a little bindle pickaxe kind of situation. Uh, pretend you're you're helping clear everything else. Yes, yeah, some prop work. All right, they're going to recognize this mug and I'm going to walk in and I'll be like, just doing my job, mate. I that's I'm I'm trying out the voice. I think I remember what he sounds like. Just doing my job, mate. And then and then hey, that's sold, right? We've gone from guards to to yeoman. I love it. Well, should should we check out the ad chamber anyway? See if they got another one of those those portal things set up in there. Yeah, gotta look at everything. I say maybe it's a solarium. I love a solarium. <laughs> you got big solarium energy. Yeah, you you are looking a bit pale. <laughs> Uh, okay, can can Kami like roll a notice into this little? She lumber in there and roll a big notice, big notice roll. Uh, yeah, I mean you can roll a notice, you can roll an investigate if you're actually actively looking for things. I mean, there's nothing like there's no one in this antechamber. I'll go ahead and set that out for you in the front, okay. it, like right off the bat. But anybody that wants to investigate around or want to look at anything in the antechamber, you can. There's no like equipment or anything. The antechamber is is very similar to the one that you were in. There is like a closet almost that has uh like it's closed currently but it's like it's like the one that you guys use that had the portal in it leland's gonna go check out the closet so has it got all the, the dials and stuff yeah yeah everything is like seemingly functional okay so leland goes and pops open the closet oh i feel it with the back of my hand first like they teach you at school when they do the your house is on fire trailer comes and you gotta call yeah. and they pump in that fake smoke 
That's cool. You, uh, it is not warm at all. It's in fact actually freezing cold. Oh, I open it then. You can't get a backdraft from cold. Does he get sucked? Uh, you open it, and two things happen. The first thing happens is you see that this, uh, this portal is in front of you and uh you see right through this portal with your new crystalline eye uh again into the uh realm of Fimbulwinter uh which you have uh been to and seen big difference though is you remember seeing when you were there you remember seeing this like deacon sugar blimp when you were there and you see it again except for it is landed and it is uh approximately uh, like 20 yards out from where this portal is. And you see somebody very slowly firing something in your general direction. I need you to make a uh, athletics roll. It's like blimps on the ground. Gotta, gotta go. <laughs> oh, where's my dice, dice? Plus two. I gotta get my dice out to actually do this thing. Leland can't take any more damage. He's already fucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's fine. He's out. He, like when you get out of that, out out of combat, you reset all your stress. So like, you just don't reset your consequences. You don't reset consequences, but he didn't have any consequences except for his eye shatter. That was nothing much. Uh, yeah. So it's the so it is the weirdest thing that uh in the world you've never experienced anything like that. You are like, oh, this is like the slowest thing. It's like a orb almost. Like from the deck of this. Uh, blimp like you see like a flash of light and there's this big circular orb starts moving very slowly in your direction and you're like thinking about time dilation and the fact that you guys were in this place for 20 minutes and they said it was 14 hours or something and you're like all right i've got like i've got an hour and a half to get out of the way of this particular thing and then something changes and the time dilation feels like it's gone the other way because this thing all of a sudden starts accelerating towards you and as fast as you might be able to think about moving you cannot get your body to move out of the way fast enough and this thing shoots out of the portal hits you in the chest and you go completely non-responsive you are knocked unconscious immediately <laughs> everybody else that's in the room sees leland open this door look in uh to this portal and then just get blasted to the other side of the room ricochet off the wall and fall completely limp was it a, a cannonball it was like a glowing white orb basically oh fuck did it dissipate or is there like a physical thing there no it's like it, it was like just a moat of light almost so it's more energy than a projector yeah, I mean, it's, it seems that Can way. Can I check to see if he has a pulse? Also, did he have a pulse before? Great question. You, <laughs> he's a mummy. So, did he? Did he have a, a low glow to his eye? Like, is there a sign of life? I would love for you to pitch me on how you would know whether or not he had a pulse. Yep. I've ridden on his shoulders. Do you think my legs ain't around his carotid? <laughs> Where else do you hold on? Where else do you hold on, Adam? Where else do you hold on around the shoulders of okay. a mummy? Right. Also, being undead, you'd probably realize that he probably doesn't have a pulse. Yeah, uh, he does not have a pulse. He never had a pulse, though. But now he does have a pulse. Ah. <laughs> He's got two pulses. It's a double pulse. He's pregnant. 
Uh, okay, yeah, no. So he doesn't have a pulse, but you don't feel like he probably ever had a pulse. I mean, that's kind of part of mummification is they get drained of all vital fluids and so on and so forth. Did, so did he have like a glow to his eye? Like, was there any sign of life in his body before? Like, was there any sign when he was like awake or when he was conscious that is still present? Yeah, be like sniffing drugs. <laughs> yeah, he's not doing drugs. He ceased sniffing drugs. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay. All right. Why don't you roll an arcana? Okay. Hmm. Okay, that's a two. I think Mort could probably roll a Mort. You could roll something on this, maybe. Um, because you just have been uh, undead for so fucking long. I can notice a law notice. I feel like uh, I feel like a notice makes sense in this scenario. Well, okay. If it's if Cammy was rolling notice, it'd be much different score. But yeah, you it's don't not get to roll notice. Yeah, two. Oh yeah, I got okay. I got a two with um. All right, I think Arcana. like I think bet- between you guys, you get the impression that you have like you've really never seen this out of Leland in the time that you've been around. Like he's never like like he's vanished. He's like stopped being in the presence and like gone to another place. He's never been like unconscious. Mort, you have been unconscious before and not ceased to exist. So. You don't know that this necessarily isn't the same type of thing that could happen to uh, a living person. This seems like it may not be terminal. But yeah, uh, I don't think you guys have ever experienced this with him before. But Mort does have the presence of of having been through an unconsciousness when undead. Okay. All right. Okay. So I, I, mean, I think you'll be okay. I mean, last time something bad happened to him, he kind of went blinking back to his his tomb or something right look look Um, look here's what i'm thinking this sucks but i'm 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 not saying that this does not suck however what closes the closet door (laughs) good call excellent timing as you close the closet door it explodes into the room the moment you close it with that same blinding flash of light uh, the entirety of that door just like blows up into the room. Did he close it in time, or are are we dead? No, he closed. It. No, <laughs> the the door explodes. The door okay. explode exploded. Oh, into I the think room. another one of those big light bulbs was coming towards it. Good, good, good time and more. Yeah, more, more. You are not injured. I I don't think we should stay here. Uh. Cammy in the in the flesh automaton throws his body over the shoulder, so she's got mm. Leland over one shoulder, got a little hunk of crystal, Ka- a little Ka- fucking. Cammy, I, I <laughs> listen. I am very <laughs> listen. I have very few things that I am good at or required to do in this group, and one of those things is to carry a body. You are having a moment. Come on, take him from me, then. Come on. <laughs> Is that a challenge? (laughs) (laughs) If you want him, come and claim him. (laughs) In fact, just just to to one up it, uh, Hollis runs up as Cammy's running away, throws the body over one shoulder, then picks up Cammy on top of the (laughs) other one, puts that on the other shoulder. (laughs) I need to be useful, or there is no point. You know what? I'm actually much more comfortable being carried than maybe I should, and I'm not going to investigate that. I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look inward on that right now. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna love being carried. So thank you. 
Folk, we do need to get the fuck out. All right, where are you guys going? Up or down? Uh, up. Continue the course. Da- down. down. Continue the, the, the course. Keep going the way we were going. Yeah. Which up, was down. Which is down? Which up, way did which, which way did Hollis up. run? Up. Yeah. <laughs> did Hollis run the down. same direction you guys were going, or the we way back you down. came? Because we were going down before, towards Vrim. So let's let's make it simple. Yes, towards Vrim. Did Hollis up, which is also, but which yeah, is actually Vrimwood. down. Right. We're okay. Going from Again, we're gonna make down, it simple. Which is up. Uh, stop, yes. please. Stop. Which is own. Own, <laughs> <laughs> which is left. <laughs> are you going the direction you were going? Or are you going back? I'm going towards Vrim. It's not the question I asked. <laughs> are you going the direction you were going? Or are you going? Down. Are you are you running away? <laughs> <laughs> I love this. No one answers question. Okay, if the tower wasn't flipped, I'd be going down. So I'm going up. Okay. Great. 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 Got it. Got it. Okay. All right. You guys continue on further down this tower. You continue to hear, like, sounds of 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 booming and exploding, explosioning uh, going on above. But then they start to become, like, more spaced out uh, and less frequent. And then really infrequent. And now you guys continue down again. More of the same. More of these crystal rooms. Sometimes some have been taken out. Sometimes there's equipment in there. A lot of times they're completely emptied out. And uh, occasionally you see more of these uh, big mallet things. And as you go through, you find out that like you, you come across one that like isn't all wrapped up in this like quilting material that is around it. And it's not actually a big mallet. It is the size of like a big mallet, but it is a huge tuning fork uh, that has been uh, left in like a few of these rooms. We need that. And they're so, doing some stuff. We need, we need to doing some stuff fork. with big tuning forks. You know, Hollis, I think you would look really good with a big mallet. Just bash people. Yeah, this, this is for my, this is sort of for my disguise, uh, but afterward, I can't lift this, you know? I think a big mallet and a big tuning fork would look choice. You just want me to, I can bring it? I mean, I, I wouldn't say no to that. Grab it. Yeah, Do yeah, it. jewel world. That's, a, that's some good vibrations. Oh. Wow, that was good, actually. The cool thing about tuning forks is it kind of looks like a bident, like a like a like mm-hmm. a frog gig type situation. It's great for an aquatic based life form. Yeah, <laughs> that's sick. It's pretty cool. Right to the bottom. And, and eventually, you guys get to a point where they like these rooms just become less and less frequent. Like you go a few floors and you don't find any, and you go a few more and you don't find any. Uh, you start to find like what seems to be like barracks chambers and things like that, like old uh, furniture and things like that. Uh, are in these areas and you guys are probably at the point where you are entering into the lane. Like you are getting subterranean at this point. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cammy has not stopped and done investigation checks along the way, but she has now been inundated with a lot of like passive information. We were mm-hmm. at the tip top of the tower. Cause that's where we entered. That's where, like, we as a party episodes ago yeah. started at the tip right. top of the tower, and now well, we've been going you, down. You came from the crystal. Me and Leland Edmund from the tip of the tower. Thank you True, for the clarification. But, yeah. The, this egress started at the top of the tower. Sure. Can I tell whether it looks like they were, like, pillaging these rooms starting from the 
bottom where we are now and going up to where we started or whether our interaction with them was their first room and then they were going down while we were stuck in Thimblevinther for 14 hours. Right. Can I tell that? Yeah. Uh, based on what you kind of can surmise from what you've seen, like with things cleared out and where the equipment has been, all that kind of stuff, there was much more equipment closer to where you guys were, which makes you think that they kind of started from where closer to Vrim and then gotcha. moved their way to the top of the from tower. The now the hill. Yeah. Uh, and so you guys were effectively at the very, very top of these crystal rooms when you guys um, did all of your stuff. And they were operating further down in the tower at that point still. You remember that there were like these big reverberating gongs mm. going through uh, the tower as they were doing some sort of tests on on rooms that were further into the tower than you were. Um, okay, so we're, we're through like the barracks. Are we at the, like the bottom bottom or are we close to the bottom? There's really no way to know. I mean, you got to keep going to know when you're at the bottom. I can tell. Uh, so when, when we get to the bottom, the gravity's going to flip again and we're going to be going up or down. I'm never going to put you guys into a tower that's <laughs> like this bef again, but I will eventually put you into a tower where right is left and left is right, and that's oh, going to no. be fun, too. That's going to be fun. We go light or left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you do get to a point where the like there, there are like steel bars in front of you that like barring off the the staircase from further down, there's like a big gate in it that is... Uh, I will go ahead and assume you try to push on it seemingly locked in some way, shape or form. There's not a visible keyhole anyway, anywhere, but you can tell that this is a gate and it is not budging more. Can you touch it and see if it's a vampire lock? Uh, is, is that a thing? Uh, it sure. won't hurt us to touch it. <laughs> Probably. I mean, not unless it's made of salt. I touch it. Uh, uh, Hollis, Hollis gives it a little lick. Um, yeah, no, it tastes very irony. Uh, no, it's like, it's like iron, it's like metal. Like 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife. Thanks, Alanis. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. I eat with my hands, so it's not super applicable to me, but. Hit, hit it with the, the tuning fork. Okay, I whack it. Uh, all right, you hit this thing with the tuning fork. A huge reverberation goes off around uh, the tower. Boy, it is very familiar because this is this this is one of the keys that you heard, like one of the tones that you heard uh, when you guys were kind of just like investigating around when you first got into this tower. The door does not budge in any way, shape, or form. But yeah, nothing else has changed. Cammy touches the crystal that uh, that um, she had the body take. Does does it do anything? Uh, no, it doesn't do anything, but. Uh, why don't you roll me a notice while you do this? God, I'd fucking love to. Ah, oh, baby. Bitch, they're here are the rolls. I got a four. Okay. This crystal that you this crystal that you had had like like a bluish tinge to it. And right now it like as you take it out to do this, you notice it's like almost got an orange tone to it. Like its color has shifted. When I touch it to the gate. Probably because of the tuning fork. Ah. When you take it out of your pocket, it is a different color. Okay. So I didn't watch it change. I just looked at it an again, and it was blue. Okay. You just looked at it, and it was before you touch it to the door, you realize it's a different color. 
Uh, can you search through old old matey's pockets and see if he's got anything like a secret magic thing that will open the door? Well, there's no magic, so... They're okay. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. We're in a full upside-down city, dog. This whole there's no magic left. There's no magic we can use. But there's some shit going on here. Uh, Cammy's going to have the body pat itself down. Macarena real quick as a warm-up and then pat itself down. Yeah, there's really nothing. There's a, there's a, he has like a little notepad that if you pull it out and look kind of like through it, it just lists like all of these frequencies and like exactly what it corresponds. But aside from that, there's really, no, he doesn't even have that. He does not really carry much of anything. Sorry, there's not a magic guidebook in his pocket. I probably should have put one in there. Hollis, do you, do you think you could just like bend, bend the bars? Uh, I'm going to have to put all this stuff down. <laughs> that's the best fucking possible response. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's okay. I don't think we're being chased by a a, a blimp shooting balls of light. Oh anymore. yeah, okay then. So. Yeah, I can. Uh, I'll, I, that's my thing. Uh, I put all my stuff down. <laughs> okay. Stuff being the man, the Leland, the hammer, the tuning fork. Yes, the cami on the man. <laughs> Uh, for the record, there never was a hammer. There was what you guys assumed was a hammer, but was a wrapped up tuning fork. Oh, I thought you kept saying it was a mallet. It looked like a mallet, but it was all wrapped up. Then you came across one that was unwrapped and found out they are this tuning forks. This is why forks. I got a you guys can every time I walk you into guys, You guys can have a mallet. I'm sure they used a mallet in the extraction of some of these no, stones. But no, Cammy has an extra tuning fork. Can I use strength? Fine. Is that... You would roll, yeah, you would roll a, a, a physique or athletic. I guess it's athletics. You're trying to actually physically bend something. Uh, so five. Boy, they ain't built a bar you can't bend yet. But you, they have built bars you can't bend quite enough for you to fit through. Oh. Uh, but you have bent them. Okay. Cammy, you want to try to squeeze through? I, 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 don't, I don't think I'm going to make this one. Uh, we've done everything but ask the one vampire to touch the thing we think vampires set here so maybe because if i if i squeeze through what's gonna happen i'm just gonna keep going by myself and then i touched it nothing happened did i black out when when john said mort touches the thing okay maybe all right, all right. No, it's no, it's it's fine. Unless I, I didn't lapses. say it. I'm yeah, I sure never. I, said it. <laughs> I never remember you. You might have said it, but I I ignored it. I never responded to it because I didn't realize it. Mort M- touches the door. Yeah, the whole door tries to pop open, but it's been so fucking bent that it doesn't. No, nothing happens. <laughs> I, when I when I tell you I was going to stop my recording and walk out of my apartment into the sea. I live close enough to the ocean that I would have just kept walking until I hit the yeah. fucking eastern seaboard. <laughs> No, the door does not magically open with your vampire with your vampire heart. And now we've tried it. Uh, okay, so uh, what? Kami's gonna run forward and try to gra- try to find a key just on the other side. Mort's, Mort's been standing here thinking, "How could I get through this thing?" And he just missed straight through. <laughs> I hate. I hate us. I don't. I don't like us. I'm unsubscribing to our podcast as soon as we stop recording. Uh, yeah, so Cammy uh, is able to squeeze past these bars that have been bent, that have been bent. Mort is easily able to mist his way through. Hollis and Leland, on the other hand, Leland is not going to fit even as his meager size through uh, the bars as they are. And Hollis is a long way away. Is there any kind of mechanism on this side, like a lever or something that just pops the gate open? I guess you guys are going to have to roll investigate on your side. 
I've got plus two to investigate, and I'm gonna try. Didn't roll great. Minus one for notice. I got a I got a one for investigate. Yeah, this side of the stairwell looks exactly like the other side of the stairwell. There's not any like candelabra that is uh, ominously looking like you could pull it and it's gonna pop open a door. There's no like different stonework here that makes you think that there's a pressure plate there's not a chain you can pull that gives you a shortcut out because you've been in this underground dungeon for too long and skyrim's trying to make your life easier there's really nothing besides a gate that probably has a method of opening that you guys may not have access to because it was likely locked thousands of years ago cool then where did these dudes Go then. If the vampires missed it through, door. smarty pants. Oh, yes. Because you yes. can miss through. No, you're right. They and are we remember. Yes. Fuck. I guess we could just go back up and, and get on our, our tigriffs. That sucks so much. Can we call them? Do I have a cell phone to call the tigriffs? The, the whole like reason for going this way was hopefully that we would catch up with these people because we don't know exactly where they've gone. Okay. Okay. They're They're in control of the. Prince of Vrim, so they're probably heading to Vrim to do Vrimish things. Uh, but they also fucked around in Gurn, so they're either heading to Vrim or Gurn, probably Vrim, because Gurn was also heading to Vrim. So. Well, I think the whole of Vrim is now heading to Gurn, isn't it? The whole of Gurn is heading to Vrim. No, Vrim, Vrim as in the, the island of Vrim, is flying towards Gurn. Is the island moving? Did I, I black out? Maybe. <laughs> There's no blackout. This is the first I've this is the first I've ever heard any of you talk about maybe the island is actually moving. The you all know the island is floating. It was, it was just an idea. Can I roll to see if I have motion sickness? I don't know that this is something that you would be able to know one way or another. If you guys got out of this thing, if you got out of this tower and were able to like pinpoint via like I mean you can't even see you can't even see like Coastal, coastal Vrim from here, or coastal Alondia from here. Okay, for posterity, mm-hmm. one of us or two of us need to squeeze through this fucking thing and just see what's down there, and then we need to sadly and slowly over the next another forty-five minutes of this podcast march back up this tower and get on our fucking animals. I tell you what, I, I, my, my top stat. If I was talking like a, a player and not a character, is stealth. Uh, I, I'm very stealthy, so I could stealth through the rest of this tower and, and see what's going on. And you could go and grab the Tigriffs and meet me on the surface, maybe? Assuming I find a way out? At this point, I'm actually way into splitting the party if it ends this scenario. <laughs> because we've been stopped at this gate for 20 minutes and we have the unconscious body of one of our buds uh, and I can't actually even hold on to it for more than 10 minutes because uh, our because the Hollis keeps taking him from me. So <laughs> I need to feel useful. I know. I just never been strong before and I got excited. Uh, okay. <laughs> that sounds good. Stealth ahead. Um, yell really loudly if you As need help. As Cammy had turned around to, to speak to Hollis and, and apologize, she turns back to say something to Mort. He's just melted back into the shadows. He's gone. Like like a gust of wind, he's gone. Like a ghost, he was never there. Can one of the tuning forks fit through the gate? Yes. I'm going to leave one of the tuning forks, since we have two, on the other side, because it feels really, really stupid to not give more something that clearly affects this whole tower. 
then what comes back out of the shadows goes, oh, th- thank you. <laughs> Picks up the tune fork and melts away again. Uh, real, real quick, you do notice something uh, as you like kind of top, like p- put this thing through the, uh, th- like as you put it through the bars and like set it down on the ground. Uh, is it the one that you struck the bars with previously or is it the other one? No, because that was Hollis's. Okay. Uh, the other one that uh, that you had, you notice that like as you're setting it down, it has a different pitch. Like it's it sounds different than the one that Hollis used. Mort comes back from the shadows again, smacks against the, the bars just in case. They pop open. No, they don't fucking pop open. That's not how that works. <laughs> but but does the crystal change color. The crystal changes color. The what crystal color changes it? to it is a like deep bronzy, like brassy, uh, like almost brown color. That's the steampunk world I decided just now in my head. Love that. Okay, going going again. We're gonna follow uh Cammy and Hollis as they haul Leland's ass up the rest of this tower back out the way they came uh when they emerge out like they look around few things one as they go past the room where they were investigating the antechamber the place where leland got hurt like there is uh like scorch marks on the wall from where these blasts continue to come through after you guys were like moving further down in the tower but like it seems like it has been a while since any of this stuff ha- like any of that has happened um there's nothing coming through it now and uh whereas the room was like almost starting to get like a little bit foggy and misty with how chilly it was in there previously now that is completely gone like there is like a th- like the walls are moist and wet and it's kind of uh obviously a very very different scenario going on in these rooms now anyway uh, you guys make it all the way to the top of the tower, which is the bottom of the tower. And as you emerge out, you don't see your tigers anywhere. But surely you've set up some sort of communication because, I mean. We weren't expecting them to hang out for 14, 16 hours. So for 14 hours, yeah. 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 Uh, but you guys, I'm sure, can call them over in some way, shape, or form. You know, how would you call a tigriff if you couldn't see it? Hollis, how would you call your tigriff? Um. Oi! Garbage! It's right there in like in like a minute and a half flat. Yours meat. It wasn't meat. Oh yeah, yours was meat. <laughs> meat. Cammy <laughs> has the suit sing a jewel song because she named hers. Jewel. So you see the you see the tigers uh, come out. Uh, they were obviously like just chilling on some other balcony somewhere else. They're not carrying your menagerie of random NPCs at this point. There's no Bobo. There's no uh, Jasper. There's no Llama. There's none of these things, but they do kind of lead you back to where they had set everybody up. And I mean, what what's the plan? Are you just kind of waiting around the tower, milling about until you meet back up with Mort? We're baby drivering for Mort because we're we're, we're getaway. So I assume we were going to fly. At least one of us is going to fly down with an extra tigriff, like with Mort's tigriff, um, mm-hmm. down to the up to the where Mort is coming out closer to Vrim, closer to the the landmass that we are on. During this moment, while we're flying in the air, can Cammy tell whether this island is moving? Because now it's stuck in my brain. Uh, yeah. Uh, you don't see land still, so all you see around you is water. Basically, there's. But okay, I will tell you this much: you can tell, like. The 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 like the water below you is is colored in a way like it is that it is like has a weird purple shimmery haze to it 
like the ocean directly below where Vrim is floating. And you remember that there was a lot of this weirdly magically tinged water that was pouring out of Vrim after it rose up from the sea. And there's not really much pouring out of it any any point now. So it feels like this must be kind of like where all of that water poured out into. And that's just kind of where you are right now. Gotcha. Um, Hollis, you know, you're in the same part of the ocean. You know that there is that this that this place has not moved any way, shape or form. Nobody asked you, though. So you're just kind of chilling. <laughs> yep. Probably wouldn't have occurred to her. <laughs> the Tigers let you know that your uh, your like menagerie, they kind of got tired of trying to keep them from falling off of the island. And so they flew them up onto Vrim proper. Um, so you guys are kind of like uh, like there's a little like bivouac, I suppose. There's like a little like offshoot encampment that they've kind of set everybody up on. And so they lead. I don't know if you guys are splitting up even further to like somebody wait for Mort and somebody like gets led to where those guys are. Uh, you guys, can, somebody could take Leland. Okay. Cammy and the flesh suit. Uh, clearly Hollis is in charge of Leland. Cammy and the flesh suit will go on the Tigriff and with the extra Mort Tigriff. I have, mm-hmm. and the name escapes me. Arlo. Gotcha. Arlo, they will all go down to the where I'm expecting Mort to come to like missed out of. We'll we'll wait okay. right there. Uh Hollis, as you ride your Tigriff and uh haul Leland up to this little outside encampment, you need to roll me a notice. Oh, and the, I'm not the threshold good at that. is the threshold's pretty low, but I do need you to roll it because you are Hollis. <laughs> I mean that's fair, man. Uh oh d- okay. I got three pluses and one minus, so two. As you ride up over the like the rim of rim, non-intentional pun, the uh. you get up around the uh the rim and you kind of take in the sights. The sun is setting kind of uh along the kind of the edge of, of the floating island city. Uh and you look over to the castle. And you notice that there is a giant chunk of the castle is just gone, like carved out a semicircular chunk of the castle too perfectly uh, for anybody to have done with any sort of mechanical tools is just gone. Probably a 400 yard diameter chunk of the castle is just gone. Huh. Holy shit. Now, perhaps that wasn't the most um, epic of exclamations, you know, something like, you know, Eureka uh, is, it's it's timeless, right? Um, or um, they should have sent a poet, you know, things of that nature when you see something epic. Um, that's what you expect. But Hollis was a simple creature. And a lot of times, I have to be quite honest, I'm kind of paraphrasing, you know. There's a lot of these scenes I'm telling you where I was not even physically there. You know, and I have no way of knowing exactly what was spoken throughout most of the time, but I traveled with these people for a long enough time that I'm sure I'm getting it pretty darn close. Um, and plus, you know, there was debriefs here or there. You know, and Cammy did actually have a, a court stenographer effectively uh, strapped to her back in UO. So, I mean, for the most part, I get pretty close. This was dead on perfect accuracy, though, because, I mean, I was right there. I was sitting by the camp. I was um, just kind of hanging out, 
you know. Um, I had stepped in a, a, like a small stream earlier that day. Uh, it had rained overnight and there was like a stream that there wasn't previously. It was not, I mean, it was really just standing water. Anyway, I'd stepped in it and my feet were very wet. I had to dry off my shoes. So I was sitting by the fire, you know, drying off my shoes and my uh, stockings and things of that nature. And then I look up and there's a massive tiger with a shark riding on it, you know, um, as you do. And uh, sure enough, there's Hollis uh, saying, holy shit. And um, yeah, I mean, we all kind of thought that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and well, I guess we'll get to all of our reactions next time. And I don't know why I told this part from their point of view. You know, sometimes I wish I would just tell more of this from my own point of view. Um, but I guess you'll just have to stay in ignorance as they were at this moment. Because at this moment, the story, I did know more than them about what was going on. Um, and I will share all of that with you next time here at the Gilded Ram, Rock House and Tea Room. Tip your Minotaur bartenders and I'll see you next time. Hey guys, you guys all did so wonderfully. In that particular episode, I think you all get gold stars on your star chart. Oh, wow. I one more and I get a scholastic book. One more gold star on my star chart and uh, I'll no longer be a Sagittarius rising. I'll be a Taurus <laughs> rising. Love that Ooh. for me. Did, in elementary school, did you guys ever, like you could save a bunch of, a bunch of stickers and then you could use it towards a pizza? That was like a thing we did. Oh, mine was ice cream. We had book it in uh, through Pizza Hut when I was in oh, grade yeah. school, where you would get a you would get a pin, like you get like you get a big old pin that had like a bunch of stars on it, and if you got five stars to fill up the pin, it was a book it pin. You could take it into uh, Pizza Hut and you get a personal pan pizza. Five book reports. We never got stars. We just got the slipper. <laughs> the fuck. One time I, one time I told my mom, well I'd finished my book reports and I finished my book it pin. And she was so proud of me, she bought me a bouncy ball at the supermarket. Oh, hell yeah. I had lied. Oh. I had lied. I did not actually finish the book report, and I had actually gotten in trouble for not turning in a book report that week, but I lied to my mom, and uh, then I felt terrible about it, and I admitted it to her, and she let me keep the bouncy ball anyway. So what I'm going to tell you is that there's not fucking consequences (laughs) in this world, and that's why I'm the way I am. Just lie about everything. Just lie and cheat your way to the top. If we've turned this outro into a little group therapy sesh, we had Accelerated Reader when I was a kid, and I don't have a lot of competitive Mm -hmm. genes now, but there was my one really good friend that I will not blast her, her cash here because <laughs> our friendship changed as we got older. None of us know her, so that's fine. Uh, so anyways, I, I'm not going to blast this girl's cash, but we used to get like competitive with our AR points and we would be like 30 points ahead the next person on the fucking list. Like we read like little monsters. We read Harry Potter. We read fucking everything. We read like little gremlins. There was one month where I like fucking out. I like, I like kicked her ass and I went really hard in the like, in the fucking like third grade trash talk of like, oh my gosh, I read blah, 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 blah. You, you must have been really busy with blah, blah, blah. Her parents got divorced that month. (laughs) And I'd been, I'd been to her house. And that was like the first time I'd, I'd been, I experienced conflict like within a home. And I was like, that's weird. They yell a lot here. Uh, and so I got kind of known. And then she didn't invite me over to her house for like weeks. And then I was trash talking her for like a full day. About oh, how no. I was going to like the ice cream party and she wasn't. And then she was like, my dad moved out. Oh, no. 
Wow. Don't, yeah. don't, don't uh, ever trash talk ever <laughs> in a fun, jokey way because your friend's parents get, get divorced. Uh, every time. That's what's going to happen every time. At any time. At any time. But do lie about do lie about completing book reports. Yes. I also I also <laughs> after that I had not learned any lessons and so every book report I did after that, I just completed the book report based on what I read on the back of the book. <gasps> you fucking And that's would. a pro tip. How yeah. dare you? That's a pro tip. They give you a synopsis right there. I had to do a book report once where I had to read two books by the same author and compare them, but I couldn't be bothered to do it, so I <laughs> I convinced the girl who had a bit of a crush on me to do it for me. <laughs> Oh my god, you are all hooligans. You you were girl bossing, gatekeeping, and gaslighting before your time. Little hipster John. I did actually write the report myself, but she read it and gave me the Cliff Notes version. Oh John. What 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 grade was this? Like what age were you? Uh, 14, maybe 13, 14. Wow, that was so much older than I thought you were going to say. Okay, no, no, that's important, that's important. Because here's the thing, here's the follow-up question. Because at 14, it it creates a follow-up question. Follow-up question was, what was the payoff for her? Like, what was she given for Uh, this? Nothing. Not even a little kissy? (laughs) Oh my god. So you just led her on long enough for you to... I didn't, I didn't lead her on or anything she I, I was talked to her and said oh, I really can't be bothered to read these books she was like oh I'll read them for you so I was like okay oh my you had God. to give her a flower in front of her friends or something at 14 the payoff has to be you there. came into that with the knowledge that this girl had expectations or feelings or like had affection towards you 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 knew it going into it. This is still manipulation, but could y'all imagine the could y'all imagine the fucking burst of chaotic energy that would have happened if we were like, "All right, John, how old are you when this happened?" And it was like, "Oh, I mean, I was in uni." Do you can you yeah. fucking imagine if he was like, "I was 21." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was 2 weeks ago. I do like the I fact that in this in this scenario, in this scenario, I lied to my mom. Uh, repeatedly, Ray taunted a girl right after her parents got divorced, and yet John's the bad guy yeah. in this scenario. <laughs> yeah, I roasted. So thank a, you for that. I one, roasted John. a child of divorce, and <laughs> so John comes out as the bad guy. We need to talk about what the moral of that was: is that I'm a good girl. I didn't do anything bad. <laughs> The moral is that Carly has lived a very boring life. <laughs> the, moral, the moral is that Carly's better than us. Congrats. <laughs> or that her thing is far more shameful and she doesn't want to admit anything I'm an open mm. book baby <laughs> my book reports were not based on open books so <laughs> yeah. I can't understand anything of what you're telling and me right now I can only now. think of super dark jokes right now so I'm gonna be over here speaking of dark jokes Leah you can leave us a dark joke in a review. <laughs> no, 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 don't do that, 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 don't do that. Carly doesn't come to these outros very the often, she, does, she doesn't get the vibe, don't do that, don't do that. Guys, guys, don't exploit that, she's new here. In fact, in fact, in fact, don't send us a review. Whatever you do, never review us. Yeah. We hate it. I'm reclaiming, I'm reclaiming my time, never on review us. On college ruled paper, I would like you to write a little podcast book report on us, but then I want you to... to Crumple it. Jeez. There's no AR points for this. Crumple it in a wastebasket. Throw it away. I want you to get your friends to listen to the podcast. <laughs> tell you about it. And then write a review about it. I would like for you just to read the synopsis that I post about the episode. And then write what you think the episode was about. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. that. 
Cliff's notes. I want you to come into this review and just armchair psychology uh, us and our character choices based solely on the description of the episode that Adam wrote. That's funny. That's funny that you think people haven't done that to me in Twitter DMs before. If you took psychology 101 in college, I want you to sit down and analyze this. Analyze the shit out of this. We throw some really hefty uh, 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 metaphors in here. I think we, I would say we are all, I guess, proponents and students of Francis Bacon. Uh, and sure. that's probably where we get a lot of our inspo I from. would love a listener to just, to just come into my fucking spot and tell me all the Freud shit that I'm about. Secret, mm-hmm. All the secret Freud shit that I'm into. Which parent I want to fuck. You know, normal Freud shit. I'm going to be real honest with you. We're Conti and Cunty. So, like, that's just how we live I've our ascended. life. Also, go roast your divorced friends. Mm. <laughs> go roast. Here, here's, the, here's the funny. No, it's not a funny thing. I, I gotta stop. I'm gonna bum out the outro. Yeah, let's move on. Whatever that was. If, if, here's the thing I've learned. Here's the thing I've learned about being best friends with Ray. If she ever stops herself, let it go. Just move on. That's fair. I have a good Because Ray does not. Ray does not second guess herself all that often. When she does, trust it. You can you can follow the show on Twitter at Brute Forcecast. Um, if you haven't done it after 120 ish, once now is the time. This is it. And if this is your first one, you've made some mistakes. <laughs> you, you've been holding off for this one. Good for you. Yeah. This is, the, I feel like this is the outro that's going to get people back on outros, though. I feel oh, like yeah. if there were, I feel like if there were awards for outros, this one we would We spilled get some tea. We got the sexy. Audis. We got wild, you know. Anyway, you can follow us on Twitter at Brute Forcecast, or you can follow Carly on Twitter at Animated Me with the E's as threes. You can follow John on Twitter at Nudzer with a Z as a Z. You can follow Ray on Twitter at Ray Not Romano. Uh, you can follow Adam on Twitter at the Adam Bash. Or you can follow Pat on Twitter at Patrick underscore Rankin. Or you can find our Discord at bit.ly slash Patrick Rankin. It's only two W's. It just feels like more when I say it. It always feels like more W's. Always feels like more W's. Can't have enough W's. All right. uh, Nothing but W's. Sporks are magic. Uh, Jumbo keep on flipping. Stickums. Chunky McKickflip was murdered. Never forget. Never forget Chunky McKickflip. R.I.P. R.I.P. Chunky McKickflip. <laughs> Justice for all the squires we've killed in this show. Horse. <laughs>